0: Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. So today we're in our seventh day of reading for Advent and we're in the book of John chapter 12 verses 20 through 36 where Jesus predicts his death and then we see Titus chapter 2 verses 11 through 14 where we're told, that we need, how we need to live, or with that we need to live godly lives and what that means. So before we go there, let's go to God in prayer. Lord, I lift up this time. I thank you for all that you've done. I lift it up to you and just pray that you would be the one in charge of it. I know at times I've put my own spin on things, and I just pray, Lord, that it'd be you that talks to us, that it'd be you that we hear from and nothing from me. I just pray that as we go through this, advent season that we understand what it really what you're really trying to tell us that it wouldn't be about christmas presents and parties and events but instead that we would be thinking about you what it means to live for you the sacrifice you made by coming here knowing that you were going to be crucified a most horrible death and that by doing that because you loved us, you gave us salvation and what salvation looks like and how we can live a life that's godly. So, Lord, I just pray as we read today, I pray for your Holy Spirit to guide us to provide the wisdom and the knowledge. And again, nothing from me, all from you. I pray you'd open our hearts and our minds. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, let's go ahead and just jump on into John 12, verse 20. Now, there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the festival they came to Philip who was from Bethesda in Galilee with a request sir they said we would like to see Jesus Philip went to tell Andrew Andrew and Philip in turn told Jesus Jesus replied the hour has come for the son of man to be glorified very truly I tell you unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies it remains only a single seed but if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. And I see how that will tie into Titus, the reading that we'll do next. Verse 27. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd that was there and heard it said it had thundered. Others said an angel had spoken to him. Jesus said, This voice was for your benefit, not mine. Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out, and I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to show the kind of death he was going to die. The crowd spoke up, We have heard from the law that the Messiah will remain forever, so how can you say, The Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Then Jesus told them, You are going to have the light just a little while longer. Walk while you have the light. Before darkness overtakes you, whoever walks in the dark does not know where they are going. Believe in the light while you have the light, so that you may become children of the light. When he had finished speaking, Jesus left and hid him, himself from them. So let's go on next to Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 14. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. eager to do what is good. So, I really look back and see, you know, where we were at in John, where, you know, Jesus is telling us that we should, how we should live and that he's going to be lifted up and that he's going to, um, you know, that, that he's going to die for us, that he loves us that much. And so I really just, I sit there and I'm thinking about that where the hour is there, the the Lord is, you know, God is speaking to him and everything else. And yet Jesus knew all this was going to occur and he loved us so much. And then he goes and wants us to be part of his life. He wants us to be part of his, his world. He loves me, which is hard for me to understand because I don't have the world's highest expectation or opinion of myself. Yet he loves me enough to die for me. And it's funny to me when I hear about, you know, the voice saying, you know, talking to him, it's not funny. Ha ha. But it's interesting because, you know, people always in this world try to science away a phenomenon that God does. Oh, that was thunder when he spoke. No, it was God. Others heard it and others try to demonstrate. No, no, no. They use science. And then others, when, we, when he says, and he talks about, like in Titus, he talks about the living, you know, we're talk, they discuss, you know, a godly life. What does that really mean? Because, you know, Jesus died for us. Shouldn't I then live a life that's pleasing to him? And so I, I look at what A.W. Tozer writes about Titus 2, verse 12 where it says, it teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live a self-controlled upright and godly lives in this present. Tozer writes, the Christian is called to separation from the world, but we must be sure we know what we mean or more important, what God means by the world. We are likely to make it mean something external only and thus miss its real meaning. The theater cards, liquor, gambling these are not the world, and you know in today's world, I would say porn, social media, and you know gambling, I guess that's that they said that these are not what not the world, they are merely an external manifestation of the world. he writes, our warfare is not against merely an external manifestation of the world, our warfare is not against mere worldly ways, but against the spirit of the world. For man, whether he is saved or lost, is essentially spirit. The world, in the New Testament meaning meaning of the word, is simply unregenerate man or human nature wherever it is found, whether in a tavern or in a church. Whatever springs out of Whatever springs out of is built upon or receives support from fallen human nature is the world, whether it's morally based or morally respectable. So Tozer's really pointing out, it's not what we, it's not our actions necessarily. It's the reason for those actions. When we're in social media, are we behaving godly or are we not? Are we looking at things? Are we being rude? Are we being mean? Are we gambling? Are we wasting money? Where's our heart is ultimately what Tozer is saying. And with where our heart is, or where our actions are and our focus is, that's where also our heart will be. I like whether it is morally base or morally respectable. It doesn't matter what the morals of today say. It matters what Jesus says. And are we living that godly life regardless of what the present age is that he's talking about? I know I fail on a regular basis and that's why reading this is so important. I know I'm on social media a lot. I know I'm watching sports and I'm thinking about the bet. I know I'm drinking and I'm drinking too much. All those different things that I fail at. And then it comes through My heart comes through with my language when I swear, when I'm caustic or when I'm cutting in my, in my words. Living for God is not based upon today's morals and it's not the action. It's the reason for the actions. Am I serving him because I love him? Am I simply going through motions at church or here or anywhere else because it's the moral thing to do? Am I behaving as a good quote unquote person because I love God or am I doing it because of it makes me look good to others? Really, that's what it all comes down to. So when you think about this in the reading today, Jesus knew he was going to die. He was going to die a terrible way and yet he wouldn't step away from it. He was brought here. He was, he was chose to come down for the very purpose because he loved us, but then in Titus it talks about living that godly life in the present age, wherever we're at. It's a godly life, not a moral life. Because I could say no to X, but today morals say X is wrong or is right, and so am I being immoral then? So really, Jesus knew he was going to die. He died for us anyways. As we live, we live for him, not society. And when you think about Advent, it was the preparation of hearts and minds for the baptism that they were going to go through for new believers. And every day I feel like a new believer or I need to feel like a new believer where the Lord washes my mind, washes my heart, and I continue to strive to to be, to live for him. So with that, let's go back to God in prayer. Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for the way you teach us and you talk to us. Your teaching and your words today hit my heart. They lift it up. They also convict it. So Father, I just pray as I go through this day that I'd focus on you, that I would take the conviction and that I would walk with you and actually act upon it that my heart and my mind would rest in you and trust in you 100% and fully and that I would truly 100% live for you. I just pray for this upcoming time, Lord. I pray for our family and our friends. I pray you watch over them and keep them safe. I pray for our country and our land, which is struggling. So much anger, animosity, fraud, corruption. And I just pray, Father, for peace to reign pray for you to be the one that we all turn to, that our hearts and our minds may gain peace. I just pray for your hand to be upon me, my family, and all those listening. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.